Hello and welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Sally here and I am about to introduce the latest guest to appear on the podcast. But before I get into that, how are we all? How's everyone doing? I hope you are well. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in as always. You're probably listening to the podcast on one of several different platforms. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, SoundCloud and Spotify. And if you're not aware, you can access all of the episodes via my website, www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com, chuck in a forward slash podcast. And there they all are for you to listen to. Now, to today's episode, as I said earlier, it is a guest episode today. And my guest is a lady by the name of Midori Furs. She is a Japanese-born, Sydney-based artist specifically in the realm of origami. Midori shares her insights on what has traditionally been known as, I guess, a craft, but she's turned it into an art form. Um, And I'm sure she's not the only person in the world to have done this, but she's very, very well known here in Sydney. Um, She's very well respected. She's done some amazing pieces. I highly recommend checking out all her social media feeds. I will share a lot of that with the social media that I do around this episode. Um, but Midori is so lovely. She has a very simple way of looking at origami and the craft that she is so good at. And that is the message of today's episode. It is really about the simple things. I know I talk about it so much, but this episode just rammed it home for me. Uh, as I said, a very lovely woman. We had a lovely chat over Zoom. I do hope to meet Midori in person one day. Um, She actually sent me a really beautiful piece of origami uh, for me as a gift after we recorded the episode. I'll share some photos of that as well. She's so sweet and so kind-hearted. I really hope that you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I did recording it. So it's time to love the shit out of origami. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. I am very excited to be talking about origami on today's episode with Midori Furs. Midori is a Japanese-born, Sydney-based contemporary artist who is an expert in origami. She runs many workshops and community projects, so I am very delighted to have her share her stories with me today. So welcome, Midori. Thank you for inviting me, Sally. No I'm looking problem. forward to talk to you. Yeah. 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 No, that's okay. So we're recording, <laughs> we're recording via Zoom today. So we're not in person, but we got to see each other just before we started. So it's always lovely to see a new face, new happy smiling face. Um, <laughs> so do you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and I guess your origami journey and how you got to this point? Okay. My name is Midori. And I want to tell you about the name because some people are, you know, it's not familiar names, but Midori is one of the common ghost names in Japan. In Japan, we call the color color green is Midori. So have you ever tasted the sound trees melon liqueur? Yes, I have. (laughs) Yeah. So that's sweet and bright green colored drink. 
Yes. It's a melon liqueur, right? And yes. that name is Midori. It so sure you won't is. forget my name because that's <laughs> yeah, always you you could see that the bottle of yeah. Midori. <laughs> I, look, I'll be open. I, I used to drink a lot of Midori back in the day. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yes, like I, yeah. I did. It was very, always very sweet. And I think it was the green. My favorite color, we were just talking about colors, actually. My favorite color mm. is green. So <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a reason why I chose to drink Midori in my early 20s. But yeah, I've had yeah. Uh, many an experience with Midori. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You know, the one um, exhibition openings, most uh, artists serve the wines for their opening for the exhibitions. Mm. I serve wines and Midori. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you should come next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like Midori with some lemonade and lots of ice. It's oh. maybe it's not that, you know, sweet, very sweet taste. Mm, yes <laughs> how do you drink the midori um i i used to have it with lemonade yeah i i can't yeah, think if i had that. it with yeah. i think i might have went through a phase where i had it with juice oh i don't know oh. if that was yeah that wasn't probably a great idea <laughs> mm, um mm. but yeah definitely the midori lemonade with ice that's yeah yes that's so cool yes. <laughs> Yeah, so the Santori is actually a Japanese company. I didn't oh, know. Yes. Yeah. So it's obviously, as you were saying, it was it's a very popular uh, Japanese name for females. It's not the very popular, but it's common, really. Okay. Lots of probably in the class, maybe mm. one Midori in the class. And so I was born and grown up in Nagoya, Japan. Nagoya is like a fourth biggest um, city in Japan. It's between Tokyo and Kyoto with okay. uh, bullet train stops. So it's a big city. And mm. I came to Sydney about 30 years ago and still here. And I'm an artist and paint on canvas and draw on paper, fold origami and make installations. And I do the origami workshops and project for communities and corporate. Yeah, so I, I like the Western style painting since I was little. And I, I did a, my first origami, um, not oil, oil paintings when I was eight years old. And I love it. And I like, you know, Western style, Van Gogh and Monet and that sort of things. And I thought origami was belongs to the craft section. Mm. I never thought using origami for my artwork. So it's quite different. Maybe mm. that's common barriers to get, get out from the artist and the origami artist. I don't know. But um, when I was a little girl in Japan, I play origami with my friends, like, um, you know, many other Japanese kids. When I heard someone was ill and we we folded 1,000 paper crane and wished for their first recoveries and that sort of things. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So I did a lot. Most, lots of people in Japan know how to fold paper cranes. Even right. we forget other things. <laughs> kind of, maybe it's in DNA. You know? mm, I think so. <laughs> do a lot. That's interesting The how you were saying that origami, I guess the perception is that it is a craft activity yeah. whereas as you and I'm sure you'll share more as we go through the episode but obviously you've incorporated it into your art and it is an art mm. form so I think that's really cool because yeah maybe some people look at it as oh you're just folding paper and it's it's a craft activity yeah. but it really isn't yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. That's that's in my barrier, in, in, in my side, inside of me, it's also making barrier to do that. So mm. yeah, so that's that's a big difference. Um by the way, the paper crane is my favorite origami, and I like simple and beautiful shapes. Do you recognize the paper crane shapes? If you see that, it's not really, it has um, wings and mm. tails and head, long neck, but yes. it's not really look like a bird, but we know <laughs> that's a bird. So yes. um, it's a kind of minimalism, you know, sogging, taking off a lot of unnecessary, not necessary things. And then the shape is very simple, the simple shapes. That's what the um, origami is mm. to me. So I was thinking, I'm an artist, but I didn't think origami is my thing. Mm. And when my children go to school, the teacher asked me, oh, you're Japanese. Can you teach us origami in the class? And that sort of thing's happening. Right. And I, I'm not really... Um, specializing that time and mm. I always say no worries and uh, I struggled at the back and <laughs> I find uh, what to teach and how to teach in 20 children who never done before and then that was fun and that was very um, um, you know lots of work behind. Mm. But that's probably yeah. helped shape uh, you know a lot of the workshops that you do now in a sense that you know you started you know, teaching in your children's classrooms and just, you know, it was kind of a yeah. random moment. But now obviously you teach origami to people, you know, whether it's yeah. every day, but, you know, at least once a week, I'm assuming like you would be teaching people how to do origami. So yeah, kind of come yeah. So, circle. Yeah, so we have to think of the, the way of other people, not the Japanese people, the other mm. way people look at the paper paper and how it's fold it's quite different actually and then if you see the um, origami instruction books or things the japanese one is very simple fold as look like the picture and in english one is you explain every single word like <laughs> you fold one one of the corner into the other next corner and 45 degree yeah it's it's more precise and yes. you can see with the word, what's going to happen? We are more, Japanese one is more visual. See yeah. that picture? And follow like that. Okay. Yeah. So at first, I really, you know, that big gap, like um, culture shock. It's yes. different. Yeah, very yeah. different. When I was a resident artist in Teddy Hills in 2010, I started teaching origami. And what's happened is the studio was next to the Kuringai National Park. And I saw some wallabies from my window. So I folded origami kangaroos and put it on the windowsill. And then the director saw my origami kangaroo and he was astonished. Wow, you can do origami. Wow, that's amazing. And you should do more, that sort of mm. thing. And um, yet still I have a barrier of no, origami is not the art, you know, fine art kind of things. It's more like a sideway. I wanted to be a mainstream kind yeah. of. I wanted to be, yeah, I wanted to be the same as, as a Western style artist. Mm. And then director said, no, you're Japanese. You're born and grown up there. You should use your character as a unique artist. And that's a turning point. And I think that's a good point, you know. 
I'm different from any other Australian artist I'm doing art and origami together. Very unique. This podcast is all about happiness and joy. So I wanted to know how does origami and the work that you do, how does it give you happiness and joy in your life? Okay. It makes me happy to see big smiles on people's faces when they fold in the first time. Mm. You know, I hope more Australians enjoy folding origami. And I just when you imagine more people folding origami, it's more exciting things. And origami is fun. And I think origami is yoga for your brains. Some people don't like origami. Some people think, oh, that's not, that's not my thing. But if you fold and if you are not, if you think it's you're not good at it and you should fold, that means your brain, the one you don't usually use, yeah, is right. working. So it's actually good for the people who love origami anyway or who doesn't like anyone, that person. Mm. To do origami and try. Yes. And um, yeah, I, I think that's, we should try. We should yes. challenge. We should and always should be. be trying. Yes, we should always yeah, be trying yes. new things. And I love that analogy that uh, origami is yoga for the brain. That mm, is amazing. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm. And the research shows that origami helps children develop their skills like mass and hand-eye coordinations and concentrations. So it's good for the ch- children to do. It's, it's, yeah, so that's the things you can recognize visually. I yeah. think that's great thing. And also it's for the adult is uh, we, for, you know, daily worries. We can forget while we are doing concentrating and something big, intricate things. or you know, just relaxing, chatting with friends and using hand to make things. Yeah. So everybody I, should do it. Yeah. I think so. I think that's the message of today's episode. Everybody should do origami. I, <laughs> I would love a lesson. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I think it's great. And I love, I love that you're talking about the, I guess the mental well-being side of it mm. and how it can really help you in that sense. So I guess, you know, on the other side of the happiness and joy, uh, overcoming challenges and obstacles in your life, how do you feel that origami and the work that you do, you know, helps you overcome any challenges that you experience or if you've seen other people that are trying origami and how it helps them overcome challenges? I, I went to um, preschool and the children, like three years old, never fold origami. And those people, I said, let's fold in half and then make crease and they're open. See, you can see the line in between two sections and then they'll say wow and I like that sort of impressions yeah you you never seen before and that sort of discoveries you're touching on the fact that you know origami is something really simple and Mm. from the sounds of you know your experiences in doing it and also teaching it it's those simple elements of it that actually make it so good for people and people happy yeah 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 that's it's, it's very fun. beautiful because I, I always talk about you know it is the simple things so I think that origami flows into that perfectly I wanted to know where you've gained some of your inspiration for your different artworks I, I was having a look on your website and some of your social media in the research for this episode you've done some amazing artworks and pieces 
where have you gained some of your inspiration from over the years? Thank you. Um, I like the literature and often paint the stories with the red strings. And have you ever heard the red string of fate before? I have not. It's a very popular romantic story in Japan. And Japanese legend said everyone has an invisible red string tied on your pinky. You Ah. can't see it, but it's there. And the red string connects two people destined to be lovers. So you are born and your pinky has invisible red string is tied to someone you're going to meet or you already met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but there are connections. So some people feel I'm lonely. I don't have any connections, but it's actually you already have an invisible red string on your pinky. You know, that's something wow. you believe it. It feels so good. I want to tell more people. So I did like a Romeo and Juliet with the red strings or the um, uh, uh, summer Night Dream. Okay. Shakespeare's. And that's four string come on tango in the middle. That sort of things I like to show and talk about it. And that's my artwork. And mostly the background is abstract kind of marks. So it makes a feeling how you feel that sections. Yeah, that's that's what I do. Mm. And uh, perhaps you, maybe you're not you're not anime person, but if you like anime, there's a Japanese popular movie called Your Name that's okay. also um, touching the story about red string. So wow. it's quite common. Yeah, and then you believe it, you feel more connection. And then when I was I will start with two people, but if you think about how you are born, you are connected with your mother inside when you are inside of your mom. Mm. That's actually a red string, I think. It's all your blood. Your yeah. it's all you connected with your fingers to your body, or you know, it's all all about red strings. Mm, okay. So yeah, I, yeah, I actually hadn't heard that before, but. Um, yeah I really like the idea of the connection side of it so are you saying that connection is a big part of what inspires your work Mm -hmm. and I wanted to tell everybody you're not alone you are connected you are in this world not lonely don't feel lonely it's already connections are and you can you can feel it if you spread your wings out yeah I wanted to tell that oh beautiful that's so lovely, Midori. <laughs> it really is. Um, are there any of your projects uh, that you are really proud of um, that you wanted to talk about and, and why you're so proud of them? Okay. And back in 2010, when I started, uh, you know, the director said, oh, you should do more and you amazing origami folder and that sort of things. Mm. Um, I was invited to do the exhibition at the Children's Hospital in Landwick. And it's still there. It's a big, big um, hospital. I think there's one of the two big hospitals in Sydney. And the curator and I was talking about the regular type painting exhibition and she showed me the venues. And that it was a hospital corridor. It's not long, a bit dark you know, all the walls on both sides. And when I was walking, I thought 
it would be nice to decorate the wall with colorful origami. And then the curator is at this uh, American lady, but she also loves origami. And they, yes, let's do that. And that's the first origami project I did. And that was became um, a children's hospital foundation's uh, year project for Art EX um, 2011. So I was really lucky to start with the big origami project. With, yeah, that's fantastic. Know, yeah, yeah. It was, so they organized for the local children, local schools to invite to the hospital um, and also the patient. And, you know, some, they choose some people and together. And I did a workshop a couple of times there. And also I locally, I asked people to, you know, come to my studio and do some origami and, you know, and all are visiting some people and I'll make one, you make one together and we exchange. So I have Hao, he, his origami with taking and put it onto the um, project. That's all the mm-hmm. things I did. And uh, we made a lots and lots of origami cranes, paper cranes. I was hanging on the work, work work, and people start coming to and enjoy watching where we are hanging so I saw and people are smiling you know the colorful origami on the walls and usually are painting and it's it's a bit different and then oh yeah I made those ones the other day and sorts of things they're talking about it and that was so successful I feel so good about and then um we not we realize in bed you can still you know play with origami because it's paper, it's light. Yes. And, um, you know, it's small, doesn't make mess like other painting. So it is good things to do and play on the bed. So mm. that was another and benefit for the um, hospital as well. So a lot of the a lot of the patients, were they then doing origami or encouraged to do origami? You know, while they're in the yes. hospital beds, and oh, that's I visit fantastic. the hospitals. Yeah, bed and yeah, and then you know the one um, people a little bit. You know, those people are a bit feel a bit better. You know, mm. just recovering from the um, huge, you know, huge um, challenge after that. But those people, even they can't use, um, you know, some of the um, they can't use the hand, but still wanted to fold. Still and you wanted still to. wanted to fold for somebody else. They want to wish for somebody's um, well-being or how the recovery. Or, so it's amazing, you know, feels so good when we're doing together. And, yeah, that was the amazing um, first project and feel good at it. So mm. I keep on doing after that. Yeah, what an incredible first project. <laughs> <laughs> Start off with a bang, I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was hoping that you could share just a couple of simple origami tips uh, with the listeners and obviously myself. You know, if you're explaining to someone who's trying origami for the first time, what are some key tips that you tend to share? I was grown up, I don't know when or what I made for the first time because in Japan is paper everywhere and the origami <laughs> paper or the square everywhere. So for the people who start, make sure that your origami is square. It's a very simple thing, but square, it's not too big. Too big one is, I think it's hard to do. So like 15 by 15 centimeters, like a, a 
four sides, you can make two squares. That sort of size is, I think it's easy to start with and not too thick. Like a copy paper is fine. Mm-hmm. Origami paper is even thinner, like a 55 or 60 GMs GSM. Make neat fold. <laughs> it's, it's important <laughs> to fold um, neat side to the other side corner to the other corners. Yeah, that sort of things. Mm. But just enjoy yourself and don't rush to the end product or just don't give up so soon. And enjoy the moment, like a fold. And there's the mark I made, which mm. is you can't erase it, which is amazing things, isn't it? So, so enjoy every moment with paper, origami. Oh, and that will be fun. I love that advice. <laughs> <laughs> so even if, even if you start off and you're a little bit of a, a messy folder, I'm guessing, you know, just keep at it and you will mm. get there in the end. <laughs> Yeah, and also these days, origami isn't only for birds and flowers. Mm. Fashion and architects use origami technique, and scientists and engineers study origami. Do you know that? That's, I did not know, know new, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, do you know that the car has um, airbags? That's using origami techniques. Really. Yeah, because you have to be very compact to, you know, you don't see the airbag in your car. But yeah. if something happens, have to blow up very quickly and save people's life. And that's origami techniques, how you, you know, make it small yes. and how to compact. You know, that's, yeah. And mm. then you can, you know, the still you can make it a better one or inventing a better quality one. And also the stents for the heart stents. Oh, okay. You know, they open up exactly where you have to open to the heart to Mm. pumping nicely. That's also origami technique. And then they use a temperature to make it in the right place to open up to make origami. So, yeah, it's amazing. I've never thought of it like that. (laughs) (laughs) And also the origami... um, it's like um, uh, solar panels for the um, spaceships. Right. When they la- yeah, when they leave the, the Earth, you have to be small, compact, but you have to open up. You can't do the every person to open up each of the panels to make it big, and that's how they produce the energy from the sun. So they have very simple operation to make it bigger size out of very small size that's also origami techniques they use so for the children and the mothers and fathers to encourage children to do more origami and that makes the future scientists engineer technicians you know inventors we are creating so that would be amazing you know the children should do more folding paper which is doesn't cost much and you can even use the yeah, magazine, old magazine or something, but make it. And then that gives uh, um, extra future. Origami is the future for us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, As I said, I've never thought of it like that, but, yeah, you're right. And, and, and again, just going back to something so simple can mm. have such an influence on really important things in our day-to-day lives and you don't even realize that it's stemmed from that so 
Yep. That is quite remarkable. Um, yeah. So what is coming up for you in terms of any projects that you're working on or some events uh, related to your work, any workshops that we should know about, things coming up for you? What's happening in your world, Midori? <laughs> okay. Um, Japan Foundation in Central Park is running an origami project. Um, it's called Let's, Let's the Curve Grow. Koinobori project. And Japan Foundation is the building opposite to the UTS, University of Technology, Sydney. And it has a green vegetation growing all over the outside of the building. So uh, you won't yes. miss it. Yeah, it's yeah very, you know it stands that. out. Yeah. I do know that building. <laughs> yeah, and the fourth floor, you have to use the elevator, but it's there. And Japan Foundation is often they introduce Australia, the Japanese cultures or the artists. And I'm doing with, with them. And Koinobori is, is a ka, koi, koi fish streamer. Ah, okay. Yeah. So in Japan, 5th of May is a children's day. And Japanese parents hoist the koi streamers in the sky. And they wish for their children's healthy and happy life. So the Japan Foundation is wishing for all the children in the world to become happy, healthy lives. And everybody can join those projects to wish together. And Koinobori fish is each of them as a different um, origami kabuto, which is very simple folding. And we together, those one is uh, each scales of the fish, and it's going to be a um, big um, growing um, koi streamers. Yeah, you can jo still join the program and project until 29th of May. And paper and the instruction is at the center, so you can just pop in and fold. It doesn't take a long time, one or two minutes. And then you can see the how um, koi fish grow. Yeah, and I'm an advisor for the project and I like the concept, you know, the people can work together and create a large collaboration work and anyone can participate and it's own space, you know, own, you know, convenient and uh, it suits for the current situ situation because the social gathering are still some restriction, restricted we want to feel the connections with others. So, yes. yeah. And I do origami workshop at Ryokan Gojuan in Balmain. This one, uh, next one is going to be a uh, 4th of July and 12th of September, 7th of November. So it's only every second month, but mm -hmm. Ryokan Gojuan is a unique Japanese style um, bed and breakfast space. And it was run by Australian couple who loves Japanese style hospitality. So if you walk in, you feel like you're already in Japan. So Amazing. It's, it's, it's yeah, you sit down and check it out. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to put um, some information about, you know, these workshops and events um, in some oh, of the yeah. promotion for the episode just so that if people are interested, um, you know, yeah. obviously I think encourage everyone to get involved in some origami. Yes, that's right. And also is an origami conference in on 7th and 8th of August. So if you are interested in, then you can, you can Google folding or uh, not folding Australia 
conference. So another thing is to check out for anyone who have never done before uh, to um, you are origami enthusiast and you want to connect with other people and that'll be a great chance to do. And wow. that's all. <laughs> that's a, a lot happening in the origami world, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> if it is nothing great. happens, then I just create my own project. Yeah. So it's always good. <laughs> that's it. If it gets a bit quiet, you just run your own workshops and, and do your own thing. I love that. So we are coming towards the end of the podcast episode. Um, and I always like to get my guests to sum up the topic that we've spoken about. So Midori, how do you love the shit out of origami? I can't tell how I love the origami and also I love talking to other people or connecting other people through origami project or the spread the love. And like origami gave me so much, so many opportunities to meet amazing people. Like if you, if I was just one of the ordinary painters, you won't contact me. You mm. won't do the, you know, podcast. So, yeah, so I it just loves the opportunity. I just coming to everything coming to me and um, I enjoy it. So what other things do you enjoy doing in your life and do you love? Obviously, your work keeps you very busy, but what other things in your life do you enjoy doing? Okay, then I have a lot of list on that one. <laughs> <laughs> And I, lo- I love paintings, drawing and making things mm. and painting of mine and other painters painting as well. I just love everything and meeting other people, networking. And I just want to connect with wonderful people, which is, um, which is always great. And also love visiting exhibitions and galleries and, and enjoy looking at the masterpieces and also I run here at the Art Gallery of New South Wales and I do the uh, Japanese community ambassador and I do Japanese language tours. If you, if you don't speak Japanese, you can't understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> if you are studying Japanese and then ah. wanted to learn from that would be, you can come and join me for the Japanese tour. I'm doing for the Archibald next one. So... Yeah, and I like reading books and fictions and non-fictions. I like, you know, literature. I just always love to hear the stories. And and I like manga and comic and anime. And, yeah, I like that one. And also I like playing koto. Have you ever heard Japanese musical instrument called koto? I don't think I have. And so it's about, about 1.8 meters, quite long, wooden um board it's hollow inside and it's the strings on and we play like a harp yeah i i like i like playing koto you're very is... talented aren't you <laughs> <laughs> and i like the happening ish card games and that's um like a poem is on each of them and 100 cars and actually 200 cars and 100 the leaders read out loud and the other hundred, we have to find the the bottom of the poem in front of front of the you know prayers. And first person, faster person to get the get the card mm-hmm. is the winner. And that's I bet, also I bet the you win a lot. Food. Do you win a yeah, lot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> 
Well, it's it's a thousand years old poem, so it's not many people is interested in doing that. But I have a few. Uh, it's it's a small group of people who are dedicated. So we pray before the COVID. We pray, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. once a month or something. And you know, how quickly you can get. You know, you have to be a first word and second word, and you already have the bottom half of the poem. You have to know so. It's 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 challenging. It's, it's yeah. Fun. It sounds like it, but hey, the, as long as it's fun and you know, it sounds like you enjoy a lot in your life, Midori, which you know is what this podcast is all about. So, oh yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, so how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way for people to see, you know, what you're doing, what you're working on, and all the workshops that you're holding? Okay, and. Um, if you wanted to send me the emails for, you know, p- private connections, it's emails fine. And you can also see my work on the website, Instagram, on Midorifer's artist page on Facebook, and you can connect with me or you can follow me and you can see some of the works, what's happening. And um, if you can't remember my surname, that's don't worry. I usually google midori origami sydney and you probably come up my website or the facebook page so midori origami sydney that's fine perfect well thank you again for being on the podcast midori and for sharing so much of your experience doing origami and some tips um but also just your message of you know embracing the simple things and enjoying what you're doing. So, yeah, thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you, Sally. I really appreciate. Um, just for it's not my first language. The um, first language is Japanese. So I'm mm. sorry for the listeners if you don't, un- <laughs> don't understand. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I think they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you, you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you.